welcome friends to another episode episode eight in fact of the lord of the wrongs podcast the only tolkien podcast the professor himself would dismiss as juvenile and crass as you may know my name is dan zerby and i'm here with my friend and co-host sean kelly and together we'll be discussing the writings adaptation news and anything else regarding J.R. tolkien's legendarium in a way that we're quite confident he would not quite approve of how are we doing today sean uh, I'm doing pretty well today, Zerby. Uh, you know, good news. I think everybody around us has been sick for the last, uh, you know, week or two. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for there, sure. There was myself moment, included. Yeah, there was a moment where I felt like I was, uh, you know, fading from the waking world and uh, <laughs> just becoming a a wraith walking. Uh, mm. Did you feel stretched like uh, butter yeah. over too much bread? <laughs> I was starting to, but then it got better. So I'm fine. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that, that doesn't always happen, you know, so that's, uh, that's, that's good news. Yeah, as nice as being 500 year old, years old sounds, uh, you know, Oof. with that description, I'd rather not. <laughs> I mean, I'm struggling enough with only 33 years old, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 500 uh, is, a, is a lot. Um, so, correction corner. We're just going to have to jump into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, Let's just dive it's no in. one's favorite segment, but it is reoccurring regardless. <laughs> it's it's here to stay. It, uh, yeah. I mean, that's it's it's just what it is. You know, we're not uh, academics. We're just some guys who maybe could do a little bit more research before recording. I don't know. <laughs> No, I like this uh this shooting from the hip style suit. You know what? Thing, yeah, we're the Yeah, we're yeah, we'll just we're cover our bases afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Rock. Yeah. <laughs> uh so last week's uh Tolkien fun facts included uh my assertion that uh Tolkien hated fountain pens because they made a mess and he preferred Bic ballpoint pens and uh I think he probably exclusively used <laughs> <laughs> fountain pens because i don't know if you've ever tried to write the tengwar with a ballpoint pen but it just doesn't look very pretty i'm sure many of us have i mean i have and <laughs> i can tell you for sure without a without a little bit of doubt that i am not good at the tengwar regardless of the writing implement <laughs> it, it did not make much of a difference for me yeah uh yeah. but but yeah, you, you kind of need a, a a fountain pen, or at least a uh, that style of pen to effectively. Yeah, I mean, it's calligraphy. Effectively. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's not a lot of calligraphy done done with a, with yeah, a pack a of 100 yeah big ballpoint pens that half of maybe them don't gel work pen. very well. A gel pen. Though. Ooh, yeah, a gel pen maybe. Well, it would look re- it would look really cool either. Yeah, <laughs> you got like sparkly green. Yeah. I will. Yeah. Ha- I, I want to remind uh, us all that uh, I did. I was questioning this one specifically. You did. Yeah, it was the delivery. Really. You 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 said, and I quote, "That sounds hard to believe." I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know something about the way you were saying it. Just I don't know. I and I'm sorry for questioning you at the time, but you know, <laughs> no, I, you were I, right. You were right to question. I, I was me. right, but I won't question you again. <laughs> I don't know that that's a wise course of action, but 
all right, cool. Well, anyway, (laughs) oh, well, there was one more sort of blanket correction I wanted to uh, sort of get into here while we're in the corner. Uh, While we're sitting here. We don't know how to pronounce stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult. Yeah, I mean, I think we do okay with a lot of stuff, but there are certain things that, uh, especially... You know, I've learned the proper pronunciation for a lot of words over the years, but there's it's also hard to when you read a new word for the first time and you read it a number of times and you pronounce it a certain way in your head, it's hard to yeah. get that out of your head. So yeah, like, even um, yeah. glowing. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> being pronounced glowing. Yeah, glowing yeah. or glowing or I think anything is more right than glowing because wasn't yeah. glowing's father growing? <laughs> Yeah, and you know, <laughs> and, that, you know sure groin he is not let that. Let yeah, that get past his uh, his net there. <laughs> yeah. So that's... um, yeah, just as an example, but you know, it's it basically if we mispronounce things, you know, feel welcome to correct us because I do. I yeah. would like to know the proper pronunciation, but oh yeah, we want to get it right. We don't <laughs> yeah. for as for for as much as it seems like we're going out of our way to be uh, foolish and silly, which we are. But we do still yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't we genuinely we want the misinformation to be controlled and quarantined <laughs> to certain parts of the episodes yeah we want we want the correction corner segment to be as uh as as silly as possible and not uh having to go back and go like okay so we did get this actual thing wrong. yeah yeah Yeah, i don't want to be doing every four episodes is just a correction corner special so um. (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 feel Uh, free to correct us but we're not going to get it right sometimes so that's just and if you would yeah if you would like to correct us, uh, feel free to send us an email at Lord of the Wrongs podcast at gmail.com. Feel free. Uh, Please so, do. So, Zerby, I, uh, I have a question for you, and it's sort of a lore question. Uh, All right. But it's speculative. So, Ooh, I love speculative. Yeah, well, I figured I'd intro the topic today. Do you think the uh, ring wraiths were all going commando under their robes? Ooh, that's a really good question. I think, yeah, they ha- they would have to be, I guess. I mean, the robes are the only thing giving them shape. So. Yeah, so, I mean, they're basically. Well, I guess what it depends on what they want to have shaped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the win- are the ring rays pressing pickle? <laughs> <laughs> are they crotch stuffing? <laughs> no, they, I, I mean, they're, they don't exist really in our world under those robes they're kind of living in the wraith world which is the unseen world yeah yeah so they're 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 not really here not really there so like (laughs) are their clothes really there i mean i know their robes are their robes are certainly their horses obviously are regular horses and uh well not (laughs) maybe not quite regular uh but I mean, they yeah. were stolen from the Rohirrim, so they're top-notch horses. And then they're also, you know, probably tortured and uh, made yeah, to no, made to carry these horrific raids. Yeah, they're, they're not nice horses, but oh, uh, they're not nice horses. Very Bucephalus-like, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think that's Just fair. Eating human flesh and stuff. Yeah, Mm-mm. but uh, I mean, 
I see. I'm trying to remember when Frodo sees them in their true form on Weathertop, right? Mm, yeah. I know he mentions they have like wicked crowns and stuff like that. I don't remember if he mentions the clothes. Uh, I don't believe he he does. I don't. I, I don't I mean, think he does at all. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not mentioned, then to me <laughs> that would just imply that they're just running around in the buff. In I mean, the they world. could be. I mean, if they're in the Wraith world, I mean, they're invisible. I mean, uh, they might as well be comfortable. They might as well go commando. Yeah. So, I mean. Why be restricted? Yeah. it's. It, I think it's just to be limber, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, right. and what, what inspires fear more than a man who's clearly wearing nothing under <laughs> his overcoat? Uh, approaching you in the night you know like yeah, you know what's yeah. gonna happen i was gonna say i mean no one's no one's happy about that situation yeah he's gonna <laughs> stab you with a morgul blade <laughs> <laughs> that's what i assume every time somebody comes up to me with a trench coat <laughs> yeah i mean I, that's that's what i'm usually hoping for honestly <laughs> yeah, it's, it's better than the alternative yeah the alternative is is, is not going to be pleasant for anybody except for maybe that guy but <laughs> So if you hadn't guessed, <laughs> today, today we're talking about the uh, the Nazgul, uh, yeah. the Witch King, Kamul, and seven ghastly ghoulish guys. Oh, God, that is just fantastic alliteration. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, guys is, I'm sure, uh, a, a word that Tolkien would have loved. I think it's like <laughs> yeah. French roots or something, but uh, uh, yeah, it's actually uh, it's original pronunciation geez. was eased. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the Nazgul, uh, the uh, yeah, the the Ring Race, also known as the Fell Riders, Black Wings, Nine Riders, the Black Riders, Shriekers. Wow. Uh, once again, Lord Rings. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, got it. I I'm interested to get to the golem parts because I am not even going to attempt it. But I'll let you carry all the the golemy uh, the golemy lines. Oh, but, thank uh, you, nice, nice co-host. Yes. <laughs> oh, I actually with it coming directly into my ears, I kind of hate it, but I I do I do respect <laughs> it. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's not a pleasant voice. No, it's, it's not. not. It, nor is it meant to be? Yeah, <laughs> specifically, is is not supposed yeah. to be. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, Gob's voice is never described as like <laughs> melodious. <laughs> no, pleasant to hear. It's always but, like, uh, oh God, please stop talking. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have very many nice things to say. <laughs> it's either excessive complaining or just being a little jerk. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's always but, waxing that cross, isn't he? <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> good Smeagol must starve. <laughs> yeah, it's like all right, a little drama queen. Uh, anyway, the the Nazgul. So the Nazgul they, is what we're talking about. Today. You've mentioned yeah. a lot of monikers. I think. Well, that's one interesting thing about Tolkien. I mean, a lot of people have different names and stuff, but it's once again, oh, yeah. all those names sort of imply different that they you know different peoples have encountered them uh over right the sure years. last yeah last episode was it last we talked about the astari last episode right 
Uh, yes. Okay, yeah, good. So I'm not imagining same, that. Fantastic. Same sort of thing for Gandalf. Yeah, uh, right. We mentioned all, of, uh, maybe not all of, but many of Gandalf's names. And uh, yeah, he's not the only one. He, yeah, he was widely <laughs> traveled. And unfortunately, the Ringwraiths are yeah. pretty widely traveled as well. And Yeah, uh, they had an easy pass. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah, is no longer a thing the, anyway. The Fords of Eisen to pay the toll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why Elrond and Gandalf unleashed the river on them. It was just too much. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> they refused uh, to pay they, the toll of Bruinen. <laughs> yeah, they, they caught them on the traffic camera at, uh, at Bruinen. But uh, yeah, yeah no, they, um, they, yeah, once again, unfortunately, were pretty widely traveled. But it, it, they yes, were indeed. sort of more of a, I, I see them as more of a boogeyman uh, story for most yeah. people that hopefully would never actually encounter them in person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's a, uh, yeah, I agree with that statement. Yeah. I mean, they, they were in hiding for many years uh, before Oh yeah, they were relevant again in the third age um, after Sauron's first defeat. But uh, yeah. Well, we actually see a weird um, scene about that in The Hobbit, don't we? Uh, Where Gandalf is like climbing up and he's looking through. Oh, the in the movies, yeah, yeah, in the in the movies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the in the second movie is when he's checking out Dolgador. Yeah. yeah. But uh, all right. Anyway, I'm I'm getting ahead of <laughs> myself and our, uh, ourselves here. Uh, yeah. Who are the Nazgul, Zerbi? Oh, uh, well, uh, there's the Witch King, obviously, the Witch King of Angmar. Then there's uh, Kamul, the Easterling. And that's then there's the and the rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the the Nazgul and the rest all, of the gang, yeah, they Sauron, well, the elves under Sauron's uh, direction and uh, yeah, deceit. Uh, yeah, that, that that is an important part. Yeah, they're being yeah, they're being tricked. Specifically, uh, Celebrimbor. Uh, they made nine rings for men, and they um, did. It's it, it's strange to me how this happened to men and not the other. I mean, the elves made the three rings without really right. having too many ties because they made them before. Right, uh, Sauron never never right. touched those those rings. Yeah. But the rest he of had the a hand in making, yeah, yeah, the ones for the dwarves and for and for men, yeah, the nine and the seven were both yeah. uh directly under Sauron's control, and so they sure were. He basically went around and gave these nine rings out to great warriors and leaders and kings of men, yeah, and uh so i I did see we know he gave the rings to three Numenorians. And yeah. one Easterling, because you know, obviously Kamul, yeah. right? Um, and I think we can probably speculate that the Witch King was one of the Numenorians. Yeah, I mean, I mean we can. Greatest... I mean, we can speculate about. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we speculate all day long, really. Day on the uh, but I don't think that's but... an unreasonable assumption or guess to make. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's the greatest of their uh, of their right, little yeah. troop there. Yeah, so it would it would track that he would have been a a black Numenorian, or even just a maybe he, he just a corrupted Numenorian. Yeah, just just could have been corrupted by by the ring. I mean, that's what they do. So could have been yeah. even one of the faithful. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. But the uh, 
they all so apparently they all uh benefited from these rings and all accrued great power but yeah i mean they became kings and great sorcerers and great warriors or even greater than they were before who knows yeah yeah Yeah. but uh, they um also you know they kept accruing power until you know they probably should have been dead and they just kept (laughs) definitely should have been and you know now they just are hollow yeah you know basically trapped souls that uh yeah sauron just has completely under his command uh yeah they have no will of their own their will is sauron's will yeah i mean it it seems like he the rings basically just took those men and just turned them into you know just reduced all of their humanity away and just left what the ring had under its the their rings and the one ring had under its control and now they're just yeah uh not material uh girls in material worlds they are <laughs> immaterial <laughs> immaterial <laughs> yeah yes i'm sure there are many songs that are based on their exploits but uh <laughs> no madonna wrote material girl about. <laughs> yeah i didn't realize that fun, she was a tolkien fact, fan yeah, yeah huge <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but they, yeah, so like Zerbi and I have both said, we don't know the identities of most of them. They just sort of yeah. appeared uh, around, what was it, 2251 of the Third Age? Uh, second Age. Or Second Age, sorry. Yeah, 2251, Second Age. Yeah. And uh, that's that's from the tale of ear uh, years uh, and uh, the appendices of your untouched copy of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So I mean, they. I mean, the Witch King was commanded Sauron's forces later, but I guess they were just running around terrorizing uh, early on. It doesn't really say that they accomplished much, but yeah, we don't know specifically what they were up to, other than they were serving their dark lord. They were serving Sauron, uh, so they were doing unpleasant things. I'm sure. Yes, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> they're doing unpleasant things to nice, nice folk. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, their role really comes into play when after he loses the ring, because yeah, they're so it seems tailor made to hunt the ring that uh yeah yeah and that, I, th- that, I think that that that's an interesting thing too that i've noticed uh while reading and rereading lord of the rings for the you know dozens of times now that i have that um you know they really kind of lose their moniker the ring wraiths after the first part of the story you know it's like they it's like you know when, you know, the when they're yeah, yeah of... when they're chasing the uh, hobbits through the shire and tracking them down it's like then they're ring rays and then they just kind of seem almost exclusively referred to as like uh nazgul or some of the other things cuz they weren't always ring wraiths cuz they existed before the the one was lost so yeah they they weren't made to hunt the ring they just ended correct. up yeah they were just selling at it <laughs> yeah 
Um, yeah, Sauron's then, most feared servants. Yeah, like, I guess when they were just fighting and and not really directly hunting the ring anymore, they yeah, that wasn't really as relevant. But I mean, there yeah. still are. I mean, I guess there are two different sort of interpretations of ring rays, right? You know, it's ring rays of the One Ring that are uh, you yeah. know made to hunt it, but also they are rays that were created by rings. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I mean, I guess real quick, just to cover the Witch King a little, we can once again probably yeah. do a whole episode on the Witch King. But yeah, he, we can, uh, and and maybe should. We'll see. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's a fascinating character. Besides, you know, stabbing Frodo, killing Thad, and all that fun stuff he did in the Lord of the Rings, he yeah. um <clears throat> completely conquered. Uh, Arnor in the or earlier in the third age, I think around a thousand or something like that. I don't remember, yeah, off the I believe of so. Yeah, which uh, is uh, which is yeah. the same time that uh, Manway become the Val, the king of the Valar becomes aware that Sauron is back. I believe that's when Sauron starts. He claims Mordor as his uh, stronghold, if I'm not mistaken. The no, same that year. was in the second age, so. Oh yeah! Oh my God! Yeah! No, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's all good. They he basically Sauron conquers Eriador, which is where the Shire is, um, twice, and uh, the first time was just to basically take over the elves' ring making operation. Um, yeah, and the second was to, uh, I mean, just so discord i guess i mean yeah yeah just he was just giving it a shot trying to take over but um yeah yeah, the witch king led the forces of angmar which was a stronghold in the far north above uh like north of brie basically um oh far north of brie yeah yeah yeah, i mean Uh, yeah in the frozen mountains in the north yeah yeah um this is why he's known as the witch king of angmar sometimes yeah, uh, Mount Gundabad is uh, is located up there, which is something you might remember from the Hobbit movies, actually, because I don't yeah. think Mount, Mount Gundabad's not mentioned at all in the Hobbit, the book. So, uh, it's but it's um, mentioned in the the book, The Lord of the Rings. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's that's... where orcs are coming from. Yeah, up there, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's not yeah, mentioned out right. Yeah, and it it is involved in the war of the ring but uh we don't really hear about any of it there's a whole war going yeah. up on up in erebor oh yeah yeah there's the battle um, of dale there's, there's yeah there's a whole... a whole bunch of stuff that's going on at the same time which is why yeah, you know just, you might be yeah. wondering like what are all the other people doing with their what are their what bums? are the dwarves of erebor doing they're doing during the war of the ring yeah it's like, they're almost really... getting they're almost getting destroyed <laughs> yeah it's like we don't really hear much about them after the uh after the Council of Elrond, but uh, yeah, they are they're they're they're, they're fighting the good fight. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so yeah, the Witch King goes down and uh, attempts to conquer all of uh, Eriador, which is that whole area in the north with the Shire and Arnor and everything. Yeah, included. pretty much everything. And, uh, yeah, everything west of the Misty Mountains is pretty much uh, 
is Eridor. Eridor yeah. yeah. And uh, he succeeds, but then he uh, also fails afterwards. He, he pretty much takes yeah. it over all of it, destroys the kingdom of Arnor, which is the sister kingdom of Gondor in the south. Yeah. And, um, but then uh, a bunch of elves and men sweep in and uh, destroy his forces and yeah. take it back, basically. But the damage is done. And so it's true. Yeah. The kingdom of Arnor is, is lost. Uh, Arnor, by the way, is like the sister kingdom to Gondor. Like it's all Numenorean, uh, you know, land and and kingdom. The two, um, two brothers from Numenor kind of founded the two kingdoms. Yeah. This on its own could be its own episode. (laughs) (laughs) We still have to come up with a shorthand for that. (laughs) But, um, yeah. Yeah, We'll we'll cover all that later. Well, for now, let's just, um, you know, let's let's get our slice of the pie, Serb. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we're, we've that, got a Mad Men of the West lined up here. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Now, uh, the Witch King, when he was up doing his conquests up in the north, uh, he bore an iron crown, and he uh, donned it again to uh, fight in the Battle of Pelennor Fields. Yeah, he sure does. But you know what the problem is with an iron crown, Zerb? Rust, I would imagine. It's rust. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) And you know what removes rust? Yeah, that's right. It's WD-40. We're getting WD-40 to sponsor this. (laughs) And not just, you know, WD-40 isn't just used by the forces of evil. No, it's good for everything. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it, it. you know, of course, we're going to see it when they're in the scene where they're uh, putting the wicked armor on the Witch King, which is oh, of course, already yeah. an awesome squeaky. enough scene. Yeah, but yeah, but imagine <laughs> yeah those gauntlets. Imagine how they even maintain those. Who knows? I mean, yeah, they get a little bit of rust on them, and that's that's a nightmare. Yeah, imagine an orc just spraying. Uh, a little WD-40 into all the joints of the gauntlet and then turning to the camera and just staring down the barrel of the camera and smiling. I mean, that's it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> There's a room in Minas Morgul just of WD-40 which oh, yeah. King's it's armor a, oil. A whole, a whole wall of it. And then, <laughs> but then, you know, what, what about, you know, they're, they're in the Shire and somebody pushes through the fence at uh, the gate at Bag End and squeak. Oh God, it's yeah. horrible. Yeah, what I'm, can I'm, be I'm done? I'm sure that audio was. <laughs> 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 That's when Sam Gamgee comes out. Yeah. He's he's uh, like, not to worry, Mister Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what my gaffer says? Better have a can than a cannot. <laughs> 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 and uh, you know, it gives it a, a couple quick sprays, and then. The gate is smooth and silent and good to go. Nice. Yeah. All it took was a little water displacement <laughs> formula 40. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, they should probably also have a can of, uh, I guess, silicon lubricant because that doesn't really last that long as a lubricant in and of itself. It's no, really it just works for, for breaking up rust. So, it's you know, just, just be advised. But. <laughs> I mean, you could use graphite powder too. There's a lot of different lubricants. That can yeah, use. yeah. All right, that's enough about lubricants, and that's enough <laughs> about WD-40. But you know, just um, once again, yeah. you know, contact us if you guys. Uh, I'll tell you where to send the check on the ground floor. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, we you already have the email. <laughs> yeah. So I, I yeah, anybody wants to pay us, remember it's <laughs> Lord of the Wrongs Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, that's that's worth a plug if we're getting paid. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So we could I be our own sponsor for this actual episode. <laughs> can we? <laughs> Does it work like that? I mean it could. Yeah. I'm I mean, why not? We're the only <laughs> ones funding this. I mean <laughs> true enough. All right, sir, be back on track. So yeah. what can the ring wraiths do? Well, the ring wraiths as a whole can scare the piss out of you. Uh, not just the reader (laughs) no (laughs) not just the reader but i mean like any characters they come across for the most part uh their main weapon is is fear they're scary you know they have they're all as far as you know your average person is concerned they just see a black hooded figure sitting on a black scary horse and uh you know they can stab you too yeah, there's there's a few things they can do. <laughs> there's a few things up there up there. Uh, they can sleeves, ride horses. But... <laughs> they can ride winged fell monsters. They can they can uh, yeah. they, ask um, hissy questions. They're I mean, even they're, <laughs> yeah, just a, the creepiest way you can ask a question too. Everything yeah. about them, they have to do it in the most like goth, scary way. <laughs> but I mean, they. Even their screams just uh, Ooh, evoke yeah. terror. Yeah, can I just? I that's that's something that I love so much about the movies. Like, I feel like they oh, yeah. they perfectly nailed like what a Nazgul's scream or wail would sound like, and it's yeah. terrifying. Imagine it really being is. out in the woods in the dark and hearing that sound. Yeah, I think oh it's easy God. to sort of dismiss it as you know being a movie. Um, and like not fully give yourself suspension of disbelief, but I mean, yeah. that would be, I mean, pants crappingly terrifying to hear. Oh, for sure. I mean, nowhere. just, just being in the woods at night, if that's, if anybody's ever done that, like it's not hard for your imagination to get the better of you. Can you imagine hearing like the? <laughs> Oh, I mean, have you ever heard? Um, have you ever heard a fox uh, screaming in the woods? At oh night? God! <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. that's a terrifying sound, and I've heard it, it before when I'm just in the woods in the dark, and it is truly. I mean, you even know what it is. It sounds yeah. like a woman screaming, but it, you I know mean, it, it, it's it's a terrifying sound. Yeah, you know it's a fox, <laughs> and imagine knowing that what's attached to that is a relentless. A wraith monster that's going to hunt you to the ends of the earth for yeah, your, no, for your jewelry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, good God! Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would be. It would be terrifying. So it's easy to understand why fear is such a powerful uh, weapon for them, which really seems to only become a more strong weapon as as the story goes on. I mean, what what the uh, witch king's presence does uh, to Gondor before and during the battle of the Pelennor fields. I mean, he is just utterly laying waste to the morale of Minas Tirith. I mean, just flying around, just being a disruptor. I I mean, mean, people just stop what they're doing and just run for their lives. Just in, in sheer terror. Yeah. Men, horses, everybody. And it's understandable. Yeah. Unless you're Gandalf. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> give a hoot, <laughs> but, uh, 
I mean, he knows what's under those robes, and it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gandalf's not intimidated. He's got his own staff. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, once they don't have that fear, I mean, they're really just kind of a bunch of old guys, right? I mean, they're, <laughs> they're just a bunch of old <laughs> naked men that you can't, see, which is kind of scary in its own way, but it's a very different thing. <laughs> the, the only thing scarier would be a bunch of old naked men that you can see. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, when uh, you know, when they're they when the nine are swept away at at the fort of Brunin, I mean, they really lose everything that they have. I mean, they lose the the the, lose the robes they give them for them. They have they have to travel unclothed, like on foot back to back to Mordor, <laughs> back to like Minas Morgul. Yeah. Uh, you know. So yeah, once once they don't have shape and they and and their option for instilling fear is taken away like they really can't do very much to you yeah and there are a couple instances where people stand up to them and they you know like aragorn fights off however many six of them or something yeah i right? think yeah five i believe yeah five, I think five yeah. at weathertop yeah at weathertop but yeah it's the just, witch king stabs frodo and he, yeah aragorn chases him off. yeah and he has fire which yeah. they they don't like. Yeah, I mean, if you face them with uh, confidence and fire, that'll. It's I like mean, a if... bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just got to be confident and have some fire nearby. Yeah. And um, but they... also, like bears, if there were nine of them together, it wouldn't be nearly as effective. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because they are stronger when they're together, which yeah. is funny. Because that's a. Uh, that's a major theme, I would say, in Tolkien's work overall. That you know, when people come together, they're more strong, and yeah. but it does work for evil. Yeah, too. I was gonna say, yeah, I guess it, it unfortunately works for the bad guys as well. Yeah. Which it, uh, well, it works for the Nazgul specifically, at least. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, they are yeah. far more terrifying when there's all nine of them there. Yeah, I mean, uh, Eowyn stands up to the Witch King, and he's still, you know, obviously oh, yeah. a terrifying warrior oh yeah she does that in spite of her fear yeah yeah but um you know they can be stood up to and yeah uh i mean not usually destroyed Uh, no yeah i mean uh a weird prophecy but yeah yeah and yeah the weird prophecy he mixed with the uh the tools the sword that uh mary has yeah uh so normally they wouldn't be killable under most circumstances I'd yeah say. normally if you if you try to stab a nazgul uh which i mean this does actually happen to both mary's sword and uh eowyn sword when they kill the witch king but it destroys those weapons i mean it just, just corrodes crazy. them away because they're just yeah, so they crumble into into rust yeah yeah it's um yeah you know they're they're just such a i can't think you know, I don't know a lot about uh, fantasy literature pre-Tolkien because it's kind of hard to because everything now is so influenced by it. But right, uh, yeah, I mean, it it just seems like such a a sort of an original idea. Um, I'm sure I, we could do some yeah, research I, and find if there are any influences. Yeah, I mean, but... obviously the the idea of of the undead and wraiths uh, and you know that that's kind of a blanket term for a lot of different things you know some people refer to ghosts as wraiths and everything but yeah i agree with you it's it's very uh yeah, very I original mean, idea they're definitely yeah they're Although definitely it may have been de- i think it was based on the dementors though from azkaban it was 
<laughs> yes yeah that makes sense yeah even as and, a joke i made myself kind of angry saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah honestly that was like i never understood i always thought the star trek like calling star wars star trek thing was just funny like it never actually <laughs> made me mad because it's so clearly like a just something there to piss you yeah, off that, I mean, that actually made me a little upset for some reason and we're we're we have a podcast about like trying to make ourselves upset <laughs> yeah. so well done sir <laughs> yeah thank you but uh yeah no they it's just such a it's just such a good villain and it's also a good yeah in the first book i just see it as this um there's sort of a personification of this evil that they're facing you know like they're not facing right. the ring rays they're facing mordor and sauron the whole you know the dark lord and yeah right it's, everything it's, he has at his disposal yeah it's the whole yeah it's the whole thing it's not just a matter of you know escaping from these yeah, nine wraiths yeah it's and they're you know, sort they're, of not even that real themselves but they they are you know they make that that threat very real uh they do yeah I mean, um, fear may be their number one tool, but like I said, they can still stab you, as we saw yes. on Weathertop. I <laughs> and mean, they do. <laughs> yeah, they 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 can and they do. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about um, their mounts really quick, actually? Because the the sure, Nazgul, yeah. they can't really see. They they kind of see in shapes. It's like they're um, it's like they're in the dark almost. Yeah, which is why, like the the higher the sun is, the weaker they are. I mean, which is which is why they need to be able to get around efficiently, right? So, yeah, they basically have service animals for that. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of them in that way, but I, I suppose, uh, yeah. By yeah, definition, that, yeah, they are. That's they why are they're allowed to ride them into Minas Tirith because they've got a certification. Yeah, it's like I have a uh, yeah from the mouth of Sauron. I have a vest. Forgery. I have a vest for my steed. Yeah, <laughs> for my fell beast. Yeah. Uh, so their mounts. Uh, yeah, the the Nazgul, as you know, you've you've seen. They they really have two types of uh, of mounts. They they ride black horses. And they have uh, those gigantic winged fell beasts, as they're referred. That is not the name of those creatures, by the way. Those creatures do not have a name. Uh, fell beast is just a descriptive term. It's not. It's not their name. We don't have a name for those things. Yeah. Fell um, as in uh, just. I mean, bad. I mean, like, I'm trying yeah, to think of badass, bad like <laughs> like Michael Jackson, yeah, bad, bad to the bone. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Uh... George Thurgood, bad. <laughs> Yeah, Michael Jackson bad actually is a different kind of bad. But... Yeah, that's kind of like, they're not sexy yeah. beasts. Let's, that's uh, yeah, a little... let's get, let's, <laughs> yeah, let's not get into that. But, um, uh, yeah. So, so we'll, that, I'll... that makes them the nine riders. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are they are regularly on 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 steeds. So their horses are, as Gandalf explains to uh, Frodo, I believe after the uh, after the Ford of Bruin incident. Um, that their horses are regular horses, but they're not quite regular because they uh, most of the na most of the horses that are used by uh, by Sauron by uh, whether it's by the Witch King or uh, anything else, the horses are stolen. They tried to Sauron tried to buy horses from the Rohirrim because yeah. the Rohirrim have the best horses. They are the horse yeah, lords for a reason. Rest. Yeah. Yeah, the Meras are uh, is like the the father of horses. Like these are, uh, 
the father of all the Meras would be uh, Orame the Hunters, uh, the Valar, the Huntsman of the Valar. His horse is like the father of all these horses. And uh, the idea is that the, the horses of the Rohirrim are descended from from those. Yeah. Um, Shadowfax is, is one of the Meras. Okay. And they're just like extra horses. They're, you know, yeah, they're, 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 they're horse plus. Horses. Yeah, it's horse plus. Yeah. yeah, they're plus one horses. Yeah, they have more but, than one uh, horsepower each. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but the Rohirrim being, yeah, right. Yeah, he wants to buy them, but the Rohirrim, they're like, we're not, no, we're not going to do business they, with you, dirtbag. They, they don't sell their horses. They do they not. Like horses. <laughs> they love their horses as their children, and they would not be giving them up to uh, to the Dark Lord. Uh, for his evil purposes. Um, so instead, the Sauron basically just has some orcs steal horses and always the black ones because, you know, they're and cooler he, looking. He has a, yeah, he has a vibe. He has a theme. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a, mo- there's a motif. There's a certain wise. color palette that the, uh, that the ring rays try to adhere to. And uh, yeah, they really they're... only wear a few colors. They wear onyx, uh, coal, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a dark heather <laughs> jet uh yeah <laughs> they uh, uh yeah they don't um they're probably not going to be riding around on dapple grays and bays you know yeah <laughs> just sort of ruin the effect so yeah, yeah there's not a lot of uh, yeah they don't like riding ones. palminos or anything like that so um so yeah the horses are just uh, orcs will s- steal the black horses for for sauron and those horses are given to uh, the nazgul so they are the best of the best horse-wise, um, and you can assume that they're trained slash tortured to carry these horrible monsters. <laughs> yeah, I don't think a normal ring horse rays. would be into that. No, I mean, we see normal horses interact with ring rays, and, and they're just filled with terror immediately. Yeah. Um, but what happens when you need to get somewhere a little quicker than just running on a horse, you know, sitting on a horse that's running? You need... You need to take a plane, but this is Middle Earth. There aren't planes. <laughs> they just all they have is uh, really big kind of bat-like monster creatures. Oh wait, that would yeah. work. <laughs> that would work, right? Oh my god, hey! And that's exactly what they have. Yeah, these uh, bat slash pterodactyl slash yeah, you know. They're, they're uh, described, but they're never named. Or they are never it, named. People don't yeah. know where they came from, really. Um, yeah, there's some uh, ain't. Uh, Tolkien does does address this in a letter where he says, like, yeah, they could be related. So there's so I guess a person specifically wrote him asking if they were pterodactyls, uh, to which Tolkien replied, uh, like, not quite, <laughs> essentially yeah. not quite, but like, sure, they're similar. Yeah, that sort of thing. It's an ancient, yeah. uh, ancient monster. Yeah, there are a lot of um, he does. Have, it's like the watcher in the water. There are just certain creatures yeah. that are. I mean, probably spawned from Morgoth's corruption back in the you know, yeah, almost beginning certainly, of the first yeah. age, and yeah, in the years of the trees. They yeah. they're just un undescribed, and you know, like it, you know, people might be bothered by the sea monster in uh, Rings of Power, oh, but I mean, power. yeah, I, I think it's like there's reason to believe that there would yeah. be a sea monster, though. Yeah, like the, it's yeah, not there's, outrageous there's that it would exist. Uncharted and un. Uh, yeah, unaccounted I mean, for monsters in Tolkien's. Oh yeah, for writing. sure. And um, you know, I guess the idea is that the the fell beasts could just be some ancient monster that he found, captured, and bred. Uh, yeah, just to be mounts for the Nazgul. Yeah, and very effective mounts they are. Yeah, they um, 
I we mean, know that they're very stinky. <laughs> <laughs> when Eowyn uh, when Eowyn chops the head off the the Witch King's uh, winged mount, he uh, it's yeah. It's, yeah, without it's, smell of vision, it's section, hard to it's... catch that in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's 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 something that that has been talked about in like movies, especially like back in the back when uh, in the, like the the mid two thousands when when three D was becoming very popular again for some reason. <laughs> what about 4D? Like, what about smell of vision? I'm like, I hope that never happens. Yeah, I really, I don't. There's want a that. lot of stuff that I don't want to smell, especially in these movies. I don't think oh, I would yeah. want to have the option to smell any group of orcs no i don't want to smell Gollum. i mean let's let's be real i mean i don't i don't expect that any of them smell particularly good no, you know, there's, say, there's yeah, not the a lot of showering or bathing happening the, here the fellowship after going through moria is probably yeah. a smell to behold oh god yeah all the sweat and tears and <laughs> yeah um bloody knuckles from just like <laughs> accidentally banging your hand against a wall because <laughs> you can't see very well <laughs> yeah i Ugh. you know but i mean yeah of all the creatures out there the felbies definitely smell like yeah. one of the worst probably um, the worst other than maybe a troll or something but yeah yeah but uh yeah. they smell better yeah. once they're turned back to stone <laughs> <laughs> yes that uh, rocks smell good but and they probably have troll stink on them for a little bit yeah it's a uh, it does it it's it stays in your clothing it's like incense <laughs> well thanks for that Zerb. um <laughs> Well, yeah, I think we sort of covered the ring wraiths. You know, they're they're sort of Sauron's uh, greatest yeah. servants. And, they are, and yeah. they they run as a uh, direct counter to the Fellowship, or I guess the ca- the Fellowship runs as a direct counter. Right? Yeah, that. I was gonna say it's a better way to nine. put it. That's yeah, yeah, specifically why nine were chosen. It's like, well, there are nine riders, uh, so let's just have nine of you. Nine, even walkers. though almost <laughs> half of them are just like. <laughs> three yeah, foot just, tall <laughs> half of them are children size <laughs> not combat ready by any stretch yet uh, hobbits yeah. yeah by the end i mean still not really good at <laughs> 1v1 uh nazgul but uh yeah no no yeah so i figured uh you know while we're here choo choo we could adaptation, adaptation station <laughs> all right yeah so i uh i mentioned this earlier in the episode is one of the sources but uh in the appendices for lord of the rings tolkien basically has a chronology of the second and third age uh called the tale of years and uh you know it it just it almost serves as like an outline for the whole history of of, uh middle earth it's actually a very it's an interesting read um because you're not going to recognize half the names in there but yeah, yeah that's, if you read it, thank God for the index. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you read through it a few times, you'll uh, you know you'll start to recognize more names and more events. And you know, as you yeah. learn more, it's interesting to check back into because uh, it is. You know, it's hard to keep track of uh, you know ten thousand years of history, <laughs> yeah. or at least six thousand sure. in the you know, second, third right. age. But uh, right, yeah. I propose that we. Uh, we have a spin-off sort of televised version of the 
chronology, just a you know a summary of all the major events. Of, oh, I see. Sure, like a know, limited of, series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, uh, of the second two ages, and which used um, to be called miniseries. I don't know why they abandoned that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Limited just sounds Honor. more uh, exclusive. I guess like you have to get in <laughs> I on guess, the ground floor. Yeah, it's, it's all marketing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and so I figured we could do it veggie tales style and call it the tale of ears <laughs> like ears of corn yeah. yes okay, so yeah. yeah i got it yeah. so all the all the i'm disappointed but elves, i got it <laughs> all the men and elves are corn basically <laughs> and um you know it, it, you know like the ring rays are crows you know clearly oh, a threat yeah, to sure. corn Oh uh, yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> is gandalf a scarecrow then <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow, that would actually be good. Yeah, that kind of works. Yeah, <laughs> and um, you know, like the orcs are—I don't know—potatoes, something sort of. <laughs> yeah, like rotting. I'd assume. Yeah, just some like really not like they're all turning green from the sunlight. <laughs> yeah, right. They don't like the sun. That, yeah, <laughs> that really does track. Actually, yeah, that, 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 that works. Yeah, that was a. <laughs> yeah, I planned that. <laughs> Definitely didn't just say potatoes. I don't know. And uh, I mean, yeah, I guess all the races could be different vegetables. I mean, this is veggie tales yeah. after all, you know. And the true, yeah, the ear. So I guess the, you know, the the men could be corn, elves could be mm. eggplants or eggplants graceful. I guess aubergines. Yeah, you call them. You'd, yeah. you'd have to call them aubergine. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, actually, then then wouldn't hobbits be more potato like? I feel like they do love be, potatoes. Uh, dwarves could also be potatoes too really yeah i know potatoes are just too flexible for this uh metaphor but I mean, what's God, the potatoes are, are amazing i think uh i don't know hobbits could be oh no all right elves should be broccoli because they're they oh, love trees yeah. so much true uh, i'd imagine they'd be nutritious yeah i think um <laughs> dwarves could be uh eggplants and hobbits could be tomatoes oh i like that that works, yeah, like yeah. they could be little, um, like Roma yeah. tomatoes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's weirdly cute. Weirdly cute. I didn't watch a lot of Veggie Tales when I was younger, but I've never seen Veggie Tales. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's just, just some really strong and on the nose morals, I think, is what we're going for with this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many more I know they're not known are. for subtlety, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I'd say Tolkien's stories, like is uh black and white as they are they are quite subtle with the a lot of the morals yeah i mean like there that. is a fair amount of gray i'd say as well though i mean the with the idea that evil is not a thing in and of itself it's merely the lack of goodness yeah no you know but that? i'm yeah all, all yeah. that is sort of under the surface yeah uh when you know you could easily look at lord of the rings or something and say wow so it's just you know good is good and bad is bad but there's yeah there's a lot more going on on the surface but yeah, we're gonna have to dredge that. that up and put it <laughs> yeah. right let it wear it proudly uh pinned on its lapel for this <laughs> series because i mean this is yeah. clearly aimed towards children right and, yeah uh, yeah you I, can only be so nuanced with uh with kids <laughs> yeah i mean i had yeah i have the tale of uh, tale of years right here and um there's some rough stuff in here so i think uh, maybe you know it's a lot yeah. of uh a lot of arnor getting destroyed and sacked um 
Yeah, Arabian yeah, laid waste to death of Celebrimbor. So I'm sure yeah. there's <laughs> there's a way to do that with um with veg vegetables that's just not quite as uh I'm now imagining like <laughs> Celebrimbor on a skewer. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yeah, Spoiler alert like... by the way, Celebrimbor doesn't end up doing so well if you're waiting uh if you're watching Rings of Power just to find out what happens. There's a spoiler here. Yeah, maybe he gets skewered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's he becomes a kebab. You, you sort of spoiled it, and then the yeah, the specific spoiler is the that spoiler. he does get uh, he does get a nice steak. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually uh, very much looking forward to seeing that in Rings of Power, and I guess I'd probably end up being season five, but yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think, Zerby, maybe we can talk about Rings of Power next episode. I think you we know, should we, just Maybe we should, it. yeah. Yeah, we should just, because uh, we've we've sort of danced around it a little, but um, we have, yeah. You know, I liked it, and there are some parts I didn't like, so... There are plenty of parts I didn't like, and there are plenty of parts that I thoroughly enjoyed, so yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, we, can, we can get into that, and, uh, you know... Trying to yes. so tune in our, next episode for our discussion of Rings of Power. So I guess for now, uh, that leaves, uh, I guess it's my turn, um, which yeah. is good because I prepared this Tolkien fact ahead of time. All right. Yeah. Um, Tolkien. Yeah, it sounds like you prepared. <laughs> yes. No, sorry. I'm just gathering my papers here. Just oh, yeah, gather, sure. Getting, getting my sources together. Getting your material. Yeah. Tolkien. Uh, Every morning, uh, would uh, Tolkien? Uh, all right, every morning. This is going to be a pain in the ass. <laughs> every morning after breakfast, Tolkien lined up and immediately took three shots of gin because he loved Britain so much. <laughs> it is like the most British uh, spirit, <laughs> it's, it's isn't the it? Most Spirit and like, oh yeah the... do you want your alcohol to taste like a tree which would explain <laughs> why uh <laughs> it's like Tolkien loves his trees yeah he lo- exactly he loves trees he loves england and so he just he loved england and trees so much he didn't even really like alcohol he just he just <laughs> dr- drank gin every morning just to be a, a good you know a good uh, citizen, citizen of, of the crown yeah uh, of the crown yeah <laughs> yeah that's that that's your fact for the day. <laughs> well, thank you so much for that true fact about J.R. Tolkien, John. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. Yeah. I, I hope we all learned something today. <laughs> and that is to come come prepared. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's say there's definitely lessons to be gleaned from this episode. <laughs> I don't know if it's I, any based on anything we actually said, but there are yeah. definitely things to be learned. Yeah, as, as always, we learn more from what yeah, we do wrong from, from our <laughs> from failures our we learn, yeah we learn more from our failures than our successes don't we yeah uh yeah well if you'd uh like to correct us and we'd uh, really love the engagement uh again please write us an email at lord of the wrongs podcast at gmail.com uh yeah if you just want to shout us out you want to do anything just we'll you probably know, read it reach we're us. not we're not swimming in these emails yet so uh send them yeah. along and you never know We'll set up. We'll set up a cash app if you're trying to set up any adaptations. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, with that, I guess yeah. we say uh, Namarie. Namarie, friends. Join us next time. See you later. Uh...